Well, we've uh, been talking about um, seeking and searching for God, and uh, so today I'd like to continue that along these lines, um, thirsting for God. Uh, it actually is, it seems that uh, what God has done in us and through us uh, doesn't ever end. We don't ever come to this point where I have arrived. I have arrived and I no longer have to pursue there's going to always be a pursuit of God in our life. Praise God. I really believe that throughout all eternity, we will be uh, growing and, and, and increasing. Um, uh, uh, George uh, Washington Carver, uh, you know, the gentleman who invented uh, peanut butter, God bless him. <laughs> right? I mean, that brother, you know, I mean, how many Americans have actually survived because of peanut butter, of PBJs and stuff like that? God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing like a good PBJ, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know. And, uh, but uh, so, so apparently he had uh, uh, asked God, God, show me how you created the universe. And God said, you would explode. And he said, can you show me about the peanut? And he said, I can show you that. And he came out with hundreds of different... Um, inventions and ideas surrounding just the peanut and uh, uh, for which we are grateful. Amen. <laughs> and uh, so, so it seems that, uh, that when we press into God, uh, that God reveals himself in, in amazing ways. Uh, another story concerning him, uh, 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 George Washington Carver, is that he actually um, uh, was getting checks from companies. I mean, hundreds and thousands of dollars, you know, uh, that, that they would ask him, well, why don't you cash those checks? And, and at that time, you know, of course, our, our nation was very uh, difficult in the area of racism, and, and uh, it, it, was, it was terrible. But they said, you could help your people. And he said to them, he said, if I cash those checks, I'll forget my people. That's what he said. <laughs> you know, he was actually concerned about the amounts of money that he was uh, getting. But, you know, the, the thing about it is, is, is that when you pursue God and when you seek after God and, and he becomes your love, he becomes uh, the thrill of your life, uh, the, 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 the then finances are the natural thing. Blessings are the natural thing that take place. Uh, because in the glory is the gold. I'll say that again. In the glory is the gold, is the blessing, is the finances. And, and if you think you could hang out with God and not be blessed, then you, you are, you know, you're just wrong. Because the, the word, everything in the word says differently. And uh, uh, we don't just go into God's presence to seek his hand, what he's giving, you know. I think a lot of saints, uh, you know, in fact, we see it in the Old Testament that, that, uh, uh, that, you know, the holy of holies, you know, they were afraid, you know, they were afraid, you know, they were like, no, Moses, you go in and you come out and tell us what he said. But in reality, God wanted all of them in. God wanted them all to come up. And, and, and Moses came down, his face, his head, everything glowing, you know, and, and it, it just freaked them out. The glory freaked them out. And, and, uh, but in reality, uh, Jesus, everything that it did, his death, burial, and resurrection, all these things were so we could go into the holy of holies. There is no more veil. The veil was torn. Amen. Read it. It's true. 
I mean, he, he goes in uh, to the lower regions and suffers the full penalty of our sins and, 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 and he raises and, and they're, they're just things that the veil just rip. Now we, we don't have to stay afar. Now we can go right on in and experience him and hear his voice. God wants to experience you on a, a regular basis. Daily. And that's what uh, uh, our brother George, Washington, he, he just said, I just want to spend time in the presence of God. I've been around people in our day that are like that. Uh, we had a meeting one time, and, and uh, uh, David uh, Roberson, he actually, uh, uh, he, you know, his wife, she's a real sweet little lady. She's like, I just want to go see the strip. I want to see some stuff. You know, she's here in town, you know. And, and uh, he's all like, I just want to spend time in the presence of God. And I was thinking, whoa, you know, <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> I was thinking, I'll take, I'll take her down there if you want me to. I mean, you know. <laughs> Or the mirage, it's, it's a volcano, it's weird, you know, and just, it just, you know, those things kind of impress people, you know. But man, we need to be so in love and so enamored with our God that nothing in this world compares. I mean, honestly, God creates some amazing stuff. I'm on my way to church this morning, and I'm seeing the light. I don't know if you saw the beams of light coming through. Did you guys see that this morning? I was like, oh, God, yeah, come on. I talk to God like that. I know that oh, that because I, I, I do you, how many of you just think he's thinking about you all the time? I do. I was like, you did that for me, and I'm impressed. You are an artist. I mean, come on. And no amount of cameras or paintings or nothing touches it. You have to enjoy it in the moment. <laughs> We deal this Danny's up in the balcony. We went hunting and, and 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 I just came to the place. You know, I use my phone and take pictures of stuff. And every time I look at it on my phone, I'm like, it doesn't, it's it's just not this isn't there. There's no way you can capture it. The human eye, God created and put in our heads, gives information to us to bless us and, and enrich us. No, we don't worship creation. We worship the creator of it. And I believe I could spend time with him. I'm not weird, and I don't have to go to the mountain to spend time with God. But you know what? The mountain was put there as an expression of his goodness. Did you know he set all this up thinking about you? Isn't that something? He said, he just, he's just going to do this, you know. And you read Genesis, think about it as he's excited about you while he's creating all these things. Come on. He set the foundations of the mountains. He set the borders of the oceans thinking about us. Isn't that great? Praise God. Hallelujah. For us to enjoy Praise God. Hallelujah. So he gave us all these beautiful things, all these manifestations, and we just run around doing busy work, running around doing stuff, and don't even swing by to say, hey, what's up, Lord? How's it going? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
So, so I'm seeing these beams of light shooting through those clouds over here to the south of us. I was like, oh, my goodness, that is amazing. And I turned to come to the church, and, and somehow he had caused light to come through the clouds and shoot light through the, the middle of the mountains behind us here. So the front ones were kind of dark, and in the middle, they're lit up. I was like, oh, now you're doing a light show there, too? That's awesome. <laughs> I'm loving this. And, 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 you know, I do have a relationship with the Lord, and I know that he just loves these conversations. Please understand, God is a being who created you like him. In normal conversations, sometimes we think we have to act weird when we get, come before God and act all pious and, dear God. And God's probably thinking, who, and who is that? He knows what you sound like. He knows how you talk. He knows your heart. He knows everything about you. He knows the hairs on your head are counted. You know, for some of us, it takes less time. But we... Yeah. One. Two. But he, he knows everything about us. And he enjoys us. He's thrilled with you. And he's just, come on, y'all. And, and, and I, you know, hitting the, the grandmas and grandpas. And, and uh, it's something about grandchildren, you know. It's, it's, some people have said that if they had known grandchildren were so wonderful, they'd have done those first, you know. And, and, uh, <laughs> but if you can just imagine that thrill of wanting to be with them, you know, and just to borrow them from your kids, you know. And, and uh, one of the disturbing things, uh, you know, about growing up and having kids, you realize that you now are second-rate citizen to your grandchildren, you know. Your parents are like, whatever, give me the kids. <laughs> But that thrill that you have uh, for those children, can you imagine how much more God's thrill is to just to want to spend time with you and be with you? It seems the knee jerk for grandparents is to just spoil the grandkids rotten and then send them home. Give them candy, sugar, puppies, send them back. You know, we just want to bless them. Isn't that right? Love them, hold them, squeeze them. And, and, and how much more God desires is beckoning for us to come in. Think about the cost and the price of that capability. The veil was torn. They were all outside before. Now we just can come hop skipping into his presence, jump up into his lap, and pulse it, and our hearts cry, Daddy. Abba, Father. Daddy. Papa. It's interesting in the natural, some of the most difficult, uh, the biggest and greatest difficulties for human beings is when their fathers are not there for them. Abandonment, betrayal, indifference are some of the most damaging things to children and to human beings. And sometimes it's not even that the father wasn't a decent provider but just wasn't available to the kids. I, being a youth pastor, see the, uh, the outgrowth of what takes place after. 
And people want to make, you know, the the whole uh, deal with LBGT and all the different groups of of people. The the alphabet isn't long enough to come up with all the different things that have come up. You know, it's pretty much A through Z now. And uh, they use some letters twice and, and, you know, it means something different for the next one. And, uh, but I just want to say this. The single most common reason is because fathers were not in their place. That is the reason. And listen, we, as the church, have a responsibility to bring healing to everyone. Bring the love of the Father. He is a father to the fatherless. So we are the manifestation and the answer for this group of people. Y'all with me? We are the help. And so we see naturally what it does to a person who doesn't have that relationship with their father, how much more spiritually our heavenly father must we know him and, and hear him and allow him, his love, to manifest in our life to make us what we are to be. And years ago, I was just walking in my home and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just began to speak to me. The father said to me that to the extent of what of someone's loved is also to the extent of which someone is a success. And I was like, okay. Oh, I get that. So listen, for God so loved the world. What that means is he's no respecter of persons and and the same amount of love has been released to all humanity so every man is without excuse. We are loved unconditionally to max power. That means you can do what God created you to do. You have the power. You have the ability. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He doesn't love me more than you. He doesn't love anybody more than anybody. If you filled a big balloon with all the waters of the earth and the pressure of that water in that balloon, if you can imagine how much pressure that would be, God's love is pressing down upon us. He wants to spend time with you. And if you'll receive it, if you'll take the time to receive his love, You become invincible. You become so far beyond the reaches of the limitations of this world. Because there are many that try to pull you in and deceive you and make you believe less of yourself. All the reasonings of humanity and man, uh, they just melt away in God's presence as he empowers you and makes you see how amazing you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Listen, this isn't an assembly line for God. He made you specifically, specifically, 
specifically. Thought about it. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, psh, Julie, George, Sam, Max, you know. It's not an assembly line. It's not, it's you were thought about specifically. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Every detail of your being. Listen, we get caught up in natural things. You know, we get caught up in the natural things. And there is detail about our natural person, isn't that right? Yeah, we were, you know, uh, the tone of our skin, our eye color, our hair color, our, uh, you know, every detail, fingernails. That's something. Every detail. There's so many details, right? Yeah. God's all up in it. He's creating you, working it out, you know. I created you. I formed you in your mother's womb. Wow. But the thing about it is, is that's just your earth suit. I don't want to minimize its wonder because the human body is like, wow. I could spend a whole day over at that body exhibit at the Luxor looking at the details of the human body. But again, I will repeat myself, it is your earth suit. It is temporary. And your amazing being is so far greater than just your body because you are a spirit made in the image of God himself. The God who made everything, the God who has always been and always will be, he is not moved, he is not shaken. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is beckoning you to come and kick it with him. Is it okay if I just talk to you today? We just have to shake ourselves. So the magnitude of your wonder is not just limited to your temporal carcass. And I, I, I hesitate to call it a carcass, but I'm trying to shake you. When I call it an earth suit or a carcass, it is, it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. The human body is phenomenal. My, my son, when he was born... Uh, I'm standing there right at ground zero. <laughs> that first experience, gentlemen, help me out here. Is that a trip or what? Is, was anybody there? Please tell me you were around. You know, maybe you were passed out. I don't know. But gentlemen, I mean, come on. You know, thank God for ladies. Thank God. Thank God for the ladies who, you know, they weren't at ground zero. They were doing their thing, you know. 
and, you know, and wow, you know, that whole deal there, God bless you, we love you, and whoo, anybody who can push a watermelon out that, wow, whoo, he's like, hey, you know, that whole deal, whoo, Shandai, Bukashe, you know, it's like, whoo. Who stole the key to my Honda? I mean, it's just, whoa. That makes you just speak in tongues right there. But anyhow, so gentlemen, so you're standing there, and, and here comes another being. And I mean, my heart's pounding. It's like, oh, oh. Here comes Benjamin. And he came out, his head was in a cone shape. I thought he was defective. I thought, and, and I was like, whoa. And the nurse goes, it, it will go back into shape. I'm like, oh, thank God. I thought Saturday Night Live was an actual group of people. I just had never seen one, you know. So the cone heads, you know. He comes out. His head's gigantic. He's got a gigantic head. And, and uh, so, I mean, he just comes out, boom, and, and, and here's a, a life. It was in there, now it's out here. And it's part of us, and it's him. How can you say that the universe passed gas and here we are? No, there is a living, personal God. And you see him and his wonders in everything that goes on. Everything. And the creation, human body, all of these things are details of God and how amazing he is and how creative he is and how much, how much love and compassion he puts into everything that he does. And, and if you can't see him in these things, you aren't looking very hard because I'm telling you, every day he's communicating through everything because what may be known of God is clearly made manifest through that which is created. Romans, look it up. He's screaming every day. And it says that's why all men are without excuse. You have to plug your ears, close your eyes. You have to go la, 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 not to see God screaming his creation at you. I am, I am, I am, I am. This morning, I see the beams of light. He's saying, I am. Lights across the mountains. I am. We go hunting in these great, beautiful mountains. The Ruby Mountains in Nevada are gorgeous. And we're up there in this, this, these mountains. And I'm looking across those mountains. And somehow, miraculously, we have no reception on our phones. But miraculously, Daryl reaches me. He's just the texting crazy man of our church, I'm telling you. And, and, and his gets through, boop, you know. I'm like. Here comes the text. And I appreciate it, Daryl. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoy it. It's the word of God. He's shooting the word of God at us. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm just, it's so many times it's just right on time, you know, and, and it was. I'm, I'm up in the mountains, the sun is either setting or rising, I don't remember, and, and, uh, um, and it's just gorgeous. We're looking at hundreds of thousands of acres just out in front of you here. Only in Nevada can you do that. And you're just like, wow, look at this. And, he, and I look at the scripture that comes through and it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. I'm thinking, you mean there's more? Neither has entered into the heart of man. We can't even get our head around what God has prepared for us. Listen, and, and we think that what we do in this world naturally is so important that we can't take a moment and get in his presence. Come on, you guys. Believe me, the sun will rise, the sun will set, everything will go, go on. Yes, Facebook will survive without you. Instagram, get back with them. <laughs> Your texts. We had a, a billionaire come to our church years ago, and uh, he was from Australia. But he said that the richest man in the world is not interested in anybody knowing how much money he has. He's not interested in any type of fanfare or attention. And uh, so he was just driven nuts by this guy because he would go to bed at like, I think, 8 o'clock or something like that, get up at like 4 in the morning. Every single day he had a regiment. Whether the Queen of England was at his house or not, he would say, I'm sorry, but I must go to bed. And he wasn't thinking about bed as much as he was his appointment at 4 a.m. Now, I taught a message about this. You don't have to get up at 4 a.m. to talk to God. He doesn't just have an office time of 4 to 6 a.m. Everybody say, thank God. Yeah. For those of us who just went to bed. <laughs> so God is... is, is always available. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's always available. So I want to arrest that. But point being, so he gets up and he goes into a room. He wakes up, goes into the room, and he sits down in a chair. All he has in this giant room is a chair and a stand where he has his tea. He's an Englishman. And so this billionaire um, actually kept asking him, what do you do in that room? What do you do when you go in there every single day? You have this un... Uh, that nothing can stop him from going in there. And he wanted to know, what is it that you do? So finally, after much deliberation, the guy said, okay. He said, I sit there and I ask God how... He runs the universe 
and then I just listen. Apparently he takes notes. And he just sits at a panel. Um, his job, I believe, working, he had, it's probably all been modified, but at that time, um, he had um, computerized things in front of him that lights would flash, and they meant millions every time. Millions. And had uh, to do with commodities. And one of the things that he told this other uh, billionaire was, we have a responsibility to the poor. And so he was big on helping the poor. And uh, anyways, we just want to spend time with God. We are made amazing physically, but nothing compares to you, your spiritual makeup, and you are an individual. You're made in the image of God, but you are an individual. God is God, isn't that right? And we are not him. But we're his kids. We just look just like him. You stand next to God, we look like relatives. And so the, the, the amazing aspect of your life really lies within the spiritual side of your life. Because this will go away. And from dust we came and dust we return, right, physically. But your soul and your spirit, those two join together are eternal, and are amazing. Praise God. So let's go into God's presence. I, I have to share a scripture, because I've just shot from the hip, it seems like, but it just seemed right. But Psalm 42, 1 and 2, it says, As the deer pants for water, so I long for you, O God, I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I find him to come and stand before him? Glory to God. We see an expanded version of this in the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon. Oof, it's like a, an intimate, spiritual, intimate love chapter. Now, you can make it physical, which you can't help but, you know, do that. But I'm telling you, man, our hearts long for him and desire him. Praise God. Spend time in his presence, you guys. Don't make it a ritual. Don't make it where it's just, you're just mouthing scriptures. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. That is not what God wants us to do. It's a living relationship with a living God. Allow that word to come alive inside of you. Amen. Be a living part. Amen. He is no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he does for all. And he's calling us in to the holy of holies who hunger and thirst for him and desire him more than meat. You see, Pastor Andy, I've made some mistakes. I've... I don't know if he wants to talk to me right now because I've, I've been really a pill, you know. My devotional, it says, don't be a jerk today. You know? 
Sometimes people have, you know, devotionals that are so spiritual and so, so amazing and wonderful, and maybe yours isn't cool like that. It doesn't matter what somebody else's journal looks like. God's interested in your journal. I encourage you to have one. Have a, a, a book, a pen by the bed, and write down the impressions that God gives you. I said Wednesday that you'll wake up every morning. His mercies are new every single morning. And every single morning, he will give you keys into the Holy of Holies. A song, a scripture, a phrase. He will bring you in. You just have to wake up with anticipation. Don't just wake up and run off, you know, drink your coffee and do a drive-by with God and fast food, you know. Stop. Clear your mind. Focus on him. And he'll give you the keys into that amazing place. Oh,